0: Never confront me, but on the humble, I can never hit ya Cause you a bro you just domestic as fuck What's up, yeah. Nobody going miss ya What's up with the big talk, yeah I'm never gon' switch ya They all Eric Bischoff, yeah. My team special like V11, let's kick this shit off I'm Steve Tasker in Buffalo, running, I'ma get ya I'm embarrassed, yeah. yeah I'm embarrassed, You never been before, boo Don't embarrass yourself, I'm in love with my queens, I make a scene with your bitch My chain look like it's who they Paris, I swear again, lit. I deserve all this money, I deserve every bitch. And we both pray for Paris, but mine ain't Paris Kicks. Mine work for Rihanna, mine fancy as shit. Mine working for Virgil like DBI, but flip. I just happen to rap, tap dancing ain't one of my lips. I'm all France, with are gone, the fragrance, of so blip. I spray guns that bland, my ray guns from damn My SBs is old, your SBs is trash. And my bees are old, but my wings is fresh. Brought out my scene and butcher, boy, we gon' need the bread. All my queens is gold, all my freaks still bad. Somehow I leave them open like a spring out from in it, in it, it, I'm, best I'm best out here boy. in Paris, crushing <laughs> on you, bitch. I'm best on you out
1: mean. here in Paris, just yeah. crushing on you, bitch. I'm out here in Paris, just crushing on you.
2: Welcome to episode 120 of Export Audio. We're going to go balls out, eSports, Headshot City. No?
3: Just turn that down. Just, not, just a little bit. Okay. We're selling sandbags today, I guess. Selling sandbags? What does that mean? Sandbagging my joke. Oh. Sorry, I just wasn't... I- <laughs> it was really unprepared, and okay. I'm too tired to yes and, I'm sorry. It's okay, that bit was just for Jackson.
2: What does that mean? It's a giant bomb bit.
3: Okay, <laughs> I thought for the second, like, Jackson was listening, and this was gonna get cut, and I was like, where's Jackson at? <laughs> Jackson, come on, export audio. Jackson, come on, export audio. M, come on, export audio. Are we actually recording, or is this yes, just a so sound Yes, recording. Okay. okay, I didn't know because lately you've been doing a sound test thing. I didn't know if this was. I'm looking up the number 120 to see if there's anything cool about it. Um, that graph is pretty cool. That's just on a... the on the 120 cell or hecticonosaccharon. Hecticonosacron. A convex regular four polytype consisting of 120 doheca dohecahedral. Nope dodecahedral do, do, do dodecahedral cells. I'm a math major. I know the word dodecahedral.
2: 120 is the, sci- the atomic
3: number of unvanillium. An element yet to be discovered? 120 inches is the height. Hold you- on. Unvanillium is a hypothetical chemical. Yes. How, you can't do that. They know that like Hypothetically, you could have a hundred and twenty pro or er, yeah protons in an atom, but they have not observed it yet. Like they've never seen it happen, even in a lab setting. Why not? Can't you make it happen? Uh, I think I don't know. I don't know much about physical chemistry, but um, like I assume that it's just like because the the. <clears throat> Generally speaking, the fewer protons and electrons um, there are in something, um, the more common it is in nature. So, like, hydrogen is super common. Oxygen is super common. Carbon is super common. Because, like, those are just really small numbers. Once you get up to, like, 120, it just becomes super rare. Apparently,
2: Um, have... Things like this would be too short lived to be detected with current technology. Yes,
3: yes. So, like, go pull up the periodic table. Uh... Um. So where are they? I can't find them here. There's like some with like three letters that denote like ones that have not been observed yet. Well, maybe not, not on this one. that. I don't know.
2: But I do know these. Yeah. I know about noble gases.
3: I'll show you noble gas.
2: Off with her head.
3: (laughs) I also think that things like on the left side are less stable than things on the right side. So like lithium is less common than carbon, you know, because... And I think there's something about like odd numbers of things being less stable than even numbers. I think. I don't know about all that. I I know very little about chemistry.
2: Where's unbenilium on this table? It's not on the table.
3: Okay, well. Because they haven't made it yet. Hmm. I guess that would make it the periodic table because it needs to be updated periodically.
2: No, it's the periodic table, because it's only sometimes a table. (laughs) What is it at other times? Molecules.
3: (laughs) Um, I guess we're just in the podcast. We haven't said our names. People know who we are. (laughs) So, last time... This is also the age at which Moses died. You also interrupted me earlier... Where I said, "Uh, 120 is the height in inches of a regulation hoop in the NBA." That's what I was gonna say earlier, in case anybody was wondering why I stopped saying something because I was trying to read it, and my beautiful, most perfect of wives clicked away to a different page, so I couldn't. I don't finish care. It. <laughs> Um. Yeah, last time we did a podcast, I asked you to host, and it was great. And then this time, you just kind of took over, and it's weird. I the vibes. The are internal off. angles of a regular hexagon are all 120 degrees. I knew that. Did you?
2: I did. You a geometry freak.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm a geometry freak. Ask me about algebraic geometry.
2: What is algebraic geometry? That shit's fucked. <laughs> Let's look at the year 120 A.D. What happened in the year 120 A.D.?
3: As far as I can tell, uh, algebraic geometry is like sort of the cutting edge of the mathematics field. And a lot of people at the University of Kansas were studying it. And a lot of people at the University of Kansas were very bad at explaining it. Remarkably terrible. So...
2: Not that much interesting happening in the year 120. No. Unless you're like a history freak. You're like, oh, Emperor Hadrian visits Britain. Like, who cares? Who fucking cares?
3: Um, Uh, Scroll down to the bottom there. I want to see the deaths. Because I thought I saw uh, Hermes, Greek Christian martyr and saint. I thought that was, (laughs) I was like, oh, Hermes. And then I realized that's not like, uh, the Hermes that I would know is from fucking like, the movie Hercules. <laughs>
2: is this the the Hermes from which we get the word hermetical? Or is that a different Hermes? I don't know. Herm...
3: I think it's H-E-R-M-E.
2: Hermeticism.
3: Hermeticism.
2: Hermes Trismegistus. So, different guy. Different guy. From...
3: From when? I, I, I Oh it might be a fake guy. Yeah, he's a fake guy. Well, he <laughs> might was, be a fake guy. I was trying to explain, but you just kept scrolling and I couldn't tell you. He might be like a might be a, a fictitious guy. A fictitious guy.
2: A legendary figure. A new new type of guy, fictitious guys. <laughs> there's as a syncretic combination of Greek god Hermes and Egyptian god Thoth.
3: Fic- fictitious guys are really kind of the, the most common type of guy.
2: Now, what about 120 BC? Still
3: fucking nothing. Uh, We don't know anything. There's so little. We don't know anything about things. That's not true. That
2: can't be true. People know things.
3: We don't know things. You and me do not know things. things. Certainly not about the years 120 AD or 120 BC. <laughs>
2: what about 120 BBY? <laughs> we probably know things about 120 BBY. The following events took place in 120 BBY. The Teljicon Vagabond is launched. Galactic Republic scouts arrive on Ilom. And make first contact with the Ilomen. Nice. Where are the Ilomen? Oh those little those little guys with the little horns on their heads. Not Zabrax.
3: They're not Zabrax, but they look like Zabrax at a glance. They really look like Zabrax. Yeah.
2: But they've only got like a front crown, not a whole circle crown. hmm Where are they from?
3: Star Star Wars of the Empire. Oh. Oh, I do remember this. Cause I think I think the the version like because Heir to the Empire has a Hondo, and I'm pretty sure he's an Element. Mm. There's probably not any information about 120 ABY. I'm clicking it. This is not even on Wikipedia. This is on Star uh. Wars Fanon, which is
0: <laughs> Which is a different you
3: thing. Can't <laughs> say Star Wars Fanon. It's- <laughs> The Wretched of the Stars? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> there is a writer, Frantz Fanon, who, like, is kind of, like, the the father of a lot of, like, decolonial and postcolonial theory, basically. Mm. And, like, is, like, a very important writer for, like, people who are looking about how to, like, you know, throw off the chains of colonialism. Um, and you can't just... <laughs> You can't just name things fanon fanon is an old word. I know You know, what's even older than the concept of fanon is Franz Fanon who was writing in like the 50s or some shit Look
2: what's important is that Sean makes clones of himself so he can build an army for the rebellion's protection
3: Who's Sean and
2: Malachi Darkblade becomes Jedi Grandmaster?
3: We have to click on one of these people We have to click on either Sean Sean or Malachi Dark.
2: A human born in zero Aby.
3: Wait, so he lived 120 years? Uh, That's not that uncommon in Star Wars, I guess. Uh,
2: At the end of the battle, Death Darth Darth Shad (laughs) Shadens slash Sean's power got the best of him, which resulted in an explosion, and he disappeared. Biography. Sean came back <laughs>
3: in forty-seven A. B. Y. Sean. Came I don't back. know if this is like a community or like we have done this before, where we stumbled on a Sonic fan and wiki. I think, and we um, it was it's hard to tell like how much people on this wiki are interacting with each other's fan or
2: just like making their own thing to have like a page for it. Yeah. Um. You can post, write and post about all your Star Wars stories presented in a wiki that anyone can edit. The site brings out the true imaginations of its writers. Blah, blah, blah. Learn about the site. So It's a webpage on the site. I want to know, like, the guidelines. I want to know, like, the best practices of making your page. Are you allowed to interact with other people's pages? Mm-hmm. Do they have, like, some way of sectioning off by author? Like... These are Sean's stuff.
3: <laughs>
2: I can create a character right
3: now. I also need to know when was the last time this was updated.
2: Um, how do you... I don't know. I don't know much
3: about fan wikis.
2: There's blog posts from two days ago. Okay, so it's like active. I don't know how many different like unique users are on here. Their
3: Facebook page has 393 likes, so... I don't
2: know the... Like, who uses Facebook, though? I don't know. That's... I'm... I'm, I don't associate... I know they have a Discord. I I, saw the Discord linked.
3: I don't associate uh, Facebook with, like, active fanfic communities, you know? They have a Discord with 15 people in it, apparently. Well, 15 people online right now
2: 15 people online i'm just so curious like is this its own co- discrete continuity like no like community community is this just like are there like dozens of people are there
3: like six people If you read the citations on a page, does it take you to, like, fanfic that people have written, or do people just update the wiki? Uh, there are no citations. There are no
2: citations. It's
3: a, it's a fucking fan wiki. Of course not.
2: I mean, there's no citations on Sean. Uh, can
3: I want to so know so what post-Rusin Jedi are. Rusan. Rusan. Who is Jacob Gregory Meyer? <laughs> <laughs> Why? This is just a man in a military
2: outfit with an American flag. He was a United States Marine who fought in the Vietnam War against the Sith.
3: What did you just say? Is that true? I didn't read that. Yeah, that's true. Fan fiction is beautiful.
2: <laughs> First appeared in an alternate history multi-crossover fan work. So this does have a citation. Okay. But this seems like this has a TV Tropes page like this this fic is like popular enough known. that it has a or the author made it or the, the author TV made their own page. TV
3: Tropes page which is not out of the question
2: it's not out of the question since most of these are uh all of them are spoiler marked mhm
3: literally every trope
2: which thank you the ideal TV Tropes experience is to scroll down and see a blank
3: page with just trope names on it. <laughs>
2: what was that, Richard Nixon one? Richard Nixon?
3: I saw some Richard Nixon and the used car salesman. Click that. I Richard what that Nixon is.
2: the used car salesman. Sometimes, writers of counterfactual stories need to decide to disregard plausibility in order to throw in their stories cameos by historical figures from our own timeline, but in a totally different occupation. Usually some kind of in-joke. Richard Nixon's parents owned a gas station, which makes a job dealing with cars understandable for a less successful or ambitious alternate history Nixon. Okay. This is like the Hitler painting
3: thing. Yeah. (laughs) Would you buy a taco from James Hatfield? is the image here? I, I, really want to, I really want to click on Aloe historical Illusion. I really want to know what that is. Alohistorical
2: Illusion. <laughs> well, let's yeah. find out.
4: It's a form of lampshade
2: hanging or nod to the fourth wall used in alternate history fiction where events people are chose from real history are mentioned in the alternate timeline. This is often done for the sake of tipping off the reader to the fate of someone important in the original timeline. But insignificant in the alternate timeline, such as taking the time to note that a certain Austrian corporal was killed in action in his timeline. Is
3: that Why does every it's TV Hitler. tropes page about Hitler?
2: Every TV tropes page it links to Hitler on so, at some point.
4: <laughs>
3: There's a fun w- game you could play on Wikipedia that's like how many articles do you have to click before you get back to Hitler, and it's usually like six or something. Is like well, give me maximum. something other than
2: Hitler. Um, Let's go to Brandon Sanderson.
3: Yeah, go to Brandon Sanderson. I'm just going to click a random article on Wikipedia. But I was just going to say, TV tropes, You, it's one. It's always, you're always
2: going back to Hitler. So, uh, our first click here, our first random article was Arthur M. Schlesinger, Sr., uh, who is an American historian who taught at Harvard. We can get to Brandon from
3: here. Oh, we want to get to Brandon Sanderson from yeah, here? Let's do Brandon. Um, So we've got some history. Harvard University is I'd the most f- promising one, I think. Yeah, that's a pretty good in. Ohio State University. Ohio's
2: closer to...
3: Maybe, yeah.
2: Um, I mean, we could, we could easily go, like, Ohio State University, list of
3: universities. Brigham Young. Yeah. That's
2: that's a way we could go. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> Colonial America. is not going
2: to be on the page for Colonial America, but he should be. <laughs> um, presidents of the American Historical Association. I don't think this is going to...
3: Yeah, I don't think this is going to bear fruit. Do they get a new president every year? Seems like it. That's weird. I
2: don't know what that means. Um...
3: Yeah, I would I would click on one of these universities, see if we can get to um, a list of universities, and then from there we can get to Brigham Young.
2: Yeah, that seems like the best option here.
3: Literally any of these universities. I don't think I Ohio
2: matters. State University. Zoom. Thanks to related articles. Oh, here we go. Uh, largest United States University campuses by enrollment. Is that going to help us?
3: I almost went to Arizona State. I'm glad I didn't. It seems very hot. Uh, what is Big Ten? Big Ten is a like. So in college sports, they divide everything up by um, certain conferences. So Big Ten is one of the conferences. So like the like the Hoosiers play the um, Wolverines and the Spartans a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they play other like games outside of their conference but there is always a there is every year a Big 10 and a Big 12 and a whoever conference like conference tournament so like KU is part of the Big 12 and they they play a Big 12 tournament every year
2: so I'm going from Ohio State University
3: to Brigham Young be? is in Utah right in Utah okay uh
2: I think University of California might be a good in or you know what it, does it? I'm overthinking this. Is there a list
3: of universities? I'm just at the gonna bottom? click
2: on Ohio.
3: Why? Because
2: we'll go to states. We'll go to no,
3: no, no. Scroll down to the scroll down to the very, very bottom. Um, categories. Is there just like a? L-
2: I think categories might be cheating.
3: Okay, you think categories might be cheating? I want to do pages. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Let's do Ohio then. Just the state of Ohio? Yeah. Which means that we could have cut out a uh, step because we could have gotten to Ohio from licensure, but... That's true. Whatever. This is, We're taking our path. Let's go to Ohio. I'm just giving it one more
2: once Just Yeah, we
3: haven't really looked at the body of the article. Maybe... Ohio State University.
2: There's a lot of stuff that happens there, I guess.
3: Yeah. Unfortunate. I don't know what that means. I was just trying to make a joke. <laughs> You're uh-huh. You were just control F. You were just pressing control F for Mormon and then Utah. Yeah, uh, we can click on Utah. <laughs> we're in Utah. <laughs> no, we're actually in Missouri. Shut the fuck up. We're in Utah. Uh we want Do we want Brigham Young or do we want Mormon? Cuz we can get to both from here. Can we? Oh, we definitely can.
2: Mormonism is a big page.
3: Right. And I don't know that we'll have... I don't know... I think we have a better shot with Brigham Young than we do with Mormonism. But we can
2: go to Mormonism to Brigham Young, maybe.
3: But we can get to Brigham Young from this page, is what I'm saying. So, yeah, let's go to Brigham Young, and if we need... Here's here's Mr. Brigham Young on the page. <laughs> no, this is a... T- no! <laughs> No, hold on. You could have gotten to the university <laughs> itself, but you clicked on him. You've given us such a longer period. <laughs> there path you go, bring young university. This is an unnecessary stop on the on the uh student life. Alumni. Alumni. Oh, you, come can, on. you can you ju- can j just control F Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Sanderson. Sanderson. There you go. We
2: did it. There he is. We went, uh, Arthur M. Schlesinger, Senior, Ohio State University, Utah, Brigham Young, Brigham Young University, Brandon
3: Sanderson. We could have cut out that Brigham Young stop. Whatever. You, you, (laughs) I was so excited. I found him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) We got questions.
3: We did. We got a lot of questions. I was like, oh, we'll get a question or two. It'll be nice. No one asked questions last time. It's going to be fine, though. You know, whatever. Um, the Wikipedia
2: page for magic system.
3: I got one quote tweet on this. Oh, it's from you. <laughs> I yeah. was like who's making fun of me? <laughs> wow, insecure. <laughs> do we want to do questions? It feels spell so slots. early. Spell slots. Limb <laughs> system. Limb
2: systems. <laughs> Limb systems. <laughs> so we've got magic points, skill limited, spell slots. Wait, wait, wait. How did we get here? Brandon Sanderson.
3: Oh, he just clicked on magic systems. I was <laughs> so confused. Do we want to do questions? How far are we in the 20 podcast? 20 minutes. 20 <laughs> minutes. I had other stuff to talk about. You were so no, bouncy. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to talk about?
2: You want to talk about that thing you mentioned or you want to talk about something else?
3: I don't know. I watched a really bad video. I well, on the internet? Did you watch it? No, I didn't get to Okay. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it. I was on the phone, when I was looking at it, so I didn't... Uh. I didn't... Um, look
2: at this Bulbasaur. His bulb is boba.
3: I watched a really bad video, but it's also, like, very personal to the person who made it. And I don't... Uh, I think it's bad. I think it's, like, a harmful thing mm-hmm. that exists in the world. But if, if I don't have you to bounce off of, I don't feel confident in my ability to talk about it. Um, so I guess we're just going to leave the the listeners hanging. It's
2: 37 minutes and you said I didn't
3: have to watch it. Yeah, I did say you didn't have to watch it. It, Listeners, if you want to know, export chat in the abnormal mapping discord. We can talk about it after this. I don't want to talk about it on mic and like stick my foot in my mouth, you know, so.
4: No,
2: that's my job. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck
4: (laughs) 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 <laughs> so, oh what's God. our
2: first question?
4: We didn't we
3: didn't do any like wife
2: checkups. I feel like wife check. We're depressed. I feel like the format of the
3: podcast is that like we, what's the what's the wife's up to? What's the wife's up to? What are you up to this week? Uh,
2: podcasts playing Final Fantasy. Reading a book.
3: I'm not doing. This is like the only podcast I'm doing this week. That's not true. You're literally doing another one tonight. I'm doing another one tonight, and I might do one on Saturday. Oh shit! I got to listen to all the albums for Hot Singles. Yeah. Maybe I'm not doing one on Saturday. (laughs) What does that take? Like forty minutes each. Uh, it depends. Sometimes albums are long. It shouldn't be. At some point, we're going to cover 69 love songs. It's like a two and a half hour album. An album should be 12 three-minute songs. (laughs) An album should either be 12 three-minute songs or three 12-minute songs. (laughs) Those are the only two options I will accept.
2: 12 12 12-minute songs?
3: No. No. Three three three-minute songs. That's an EP. That's an EP. (laughs) I love an EP, but that's a different thing.
2: That's EP eats play.
4: <laughs>
2: um, Everyone's talking about the, the, the big P's out there today. Got your LP's, your EP's, your AP's. What's AP? Actual play. Oh. Uh, you trying to bite my hand?
3: Yeah. On the podcast? Oh, yeah. I forgot my podcast. <laughs> I just see your hand and I'm like, bite. <laughs> this <laughs> bitch is a cat? <laughs> <laughs> I literally just <laughs> forgot. You just put your hand in front of me and I was like, that's
2: mine. <laughs> okay. Uh Emma says, what are your thoughts on WandaVision
3: so far? Haven't seen it. Uh I think it's weird how sometimes it's in like TV format and sometimes it's you. in Marvel movie format.
2: <laughs> Normal Marvel format. Why are people so anti-King Kong these days?
3: So, well, this might have come up on the uh... Export that we recorded the other day that we haven't put up yet? Not really. But I think I mentioned this. I really fucking like the first King Kong movie. King Kong 33. I think the movie's fucking great.
2: People are anti-King Kong because... Godzilla looks cooler. Godzilla does look cooler. And Godzilla is foreign, so therefore cooler. Yeah. King Kong is like, oh, that's our guy. He's not that cool.
3: I think people... I I think it's like... It's that it's American, and it's from the 30s. The 30s are a boring time to people. People want to know about the 50s, which is...
4: <sighs>
3: but also, like, oh, everyone knows King Kong. Oh, Big Monkey. Yeah. Like, I think people think that's all there is to King Kong, is that he's a big monkey. Whereas I think people think, like... Godzilla's all Godzilla's is more of a character than King Kong is. Also, King Kong is like an cooler than monkeys. That's true. I like King Kong. I like King Kong, nineteen thirty-three. That movie's so fucking good. It's also the most racist movie ever. But you know, whatever. These things happen. It's. Because it's from the 30s, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying I can abstract it in my mind in a way that I can't abstract, like, the Phantom Menace being as racist as it this is. This is
2: how I'm reading The Dying Earth, which is the most incredibly racist thing I've read in a
3: minute. like Maybe ever. I don't know. but Like, like... <laughs> I can say in my head, oh, well, it's old. So, like, and that doesn't make it okay, obviously. It's All just, right. like, I can, like, put up a barrier. Whereas when The Phantom Menace is racist, it's like, oof.
2: Oof. Well, also, like, the director of King Kong 1933 is dead. Yeah. You don't have to care.
3: Yeah. I know two funny impressions of the guy who directed King Kong. (laughs) Like,
2: I was reading The Dying Earth, and it's like, oh, this is racist, racist. Yeah. Um,. More than like, ah, uh, the Barbarian or whatever, mm-hmm. like you might expect from a sword and sandal type of thing.
3: This is why I always get confused because I, I listen to podcasts with people who are like big Conan guys, and I'm like, how do you like square that circle in your head? Because uh, I don't know shit about Conan. I, it's racist. That's what I know. But this
2: was just like, oh, D&D never had a chance. Uh-huh with this part of like with all the things that are the form of the DNA of D&D like They have never had a chance of not being hella racist It is baked in yeah, who's your favorite sonic character who isn't a hedgehog?
3: Well shadows an ultimate life form so <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um might be tails for me. I like tails a lot. Um, I like Big the Cat a lot. I like (laughs) What's his name? I was gonna call him E40, which is not his name. Omega? No, no. Oh I don't like Omega as much as the guy from Sonic Adventure. But his name is not E (laughs) forty. Or his name is E forty and that's way funnier. Metal Sonic? Metal Sonic's cool. Metal Sonic is not cool. Metal Sonic's cool. Metal Sonic is only cool because he's in that like really sick animation of Start of Sonic CD.
2: The fuck are you talking about?
3: You know the OP for Sonic CD. Yeah, I know the OP for Sonic CD. Oh, you know this? Fucking stop pull it! Up pull up
2: YouTube. Stop it! Pull up YouTube. No, I'm looking. I like I'm Jack- looking at
3: Sonic characters. Princess Elise is pretty cool.
2: I like Jet the Hawk. Uh,
3: I like Bean the Dynamite a lot.
2: Okay. So technically, Mephiles the Dark is not listed as Mephiles the Hedgehog.
3: Um,
2: Fang the Sniper is pretty neat. Fang the Sniper is kind of overrated, I think. I'm just looking at pure character design here.
3: Um, Who the fuck is Scourge the Hedgehog? The Hedgehog. That is almost certainly an OC. Uh, Did we just see Sally Acorn? Known as Anti Sonic. Oh, this is. This is real? This is this. from the Archie comics. Oh, I don't know much about the Archie comics. I want to. I want to, but I just don't know where to start because I don't want to go back to, like, the ones from the 90s. Unless people tell me they're good. I guess maybe they're pretty good. He's called good. Anti-Sonic. He's from mm.
2: pre-Archie Sonic.
3: Hmm. Anyway. um,
2: Who the fuck is Shade the Echidna? That looks cool. You. <laughs>
3: that's pretty podcasting big. has been a challenge today what do you what do you want to look at i just like i'm trying to look at the sonic characters and you're just clicking around doing your thing man like the hedgehog now there's me <laughs> uh go back
2: mario is also listed here we passed over that
3: yeah um black doom uh go go back We never found out who... E-102 Gamma? E-102 Gamma This is the person who I thought E-40 was. Who's E-40? E-40 is a rapper. (laughs) (laughs) Mighty the Armadillo? Nobody knows who that is. Uh, People love Mighty the Armadillo. People love Vector the Crocodile. Uh... When you type Sonic characters, the
2: first character in the list is Tails. Mm -hmm. Then Knuckles. Yeah. Eggman. Amy. Shadow. Metal Sonic. Then Sonic the Hedgehog. My favorite Sonic character is Silver, but in the absence of Hedgehog characters, I don't know what to pick. Um, Robotnik, maybe.
3: Give me. I'm gonna pick a favorite. I'm gonna pick a favorite. Go back to the right again. Um, oh, Cream! Cream the Rabbit's great. That um, looks like autumn to me. Yeah, that's an autumn. Um, SBO the chameleon fucking sucks. I hate that guy. I love all the Chaotix except for SBO. Go to the right. What's wrong with SPM? I fucking hate that guy. I like Jet the Hawk, who's the same guy, but different.
2: <laughs> Wave the Swallow. <laughs> Sonic the
3: Werehog. That's not a hedgehog. Um. Beating the Dynamite's cool. You know what? Can I pick the Chow? Can I pick just the Chow? Is that a character? This is a group of characters? Is it a character? No. We were asked about characters. I'm gonna pick that chow that hangs out with cream specifically. I'm that guy. Well then I'm Metal Sonic. Yeah,
2: you would be. What? Metal Sonic is cool. I don't I, it, I don't like that design as much as the other one,
4: but
3: I think Metal Sonic and Shadow the Hedgehog are the, like the same guy, and because I knew uh Shadow first, I like Shadow a lot better. Um, but Metal Sonic
2: in Pocket Adventure. It's just
3: like It's just like
2: that's cool. a good It's a good Metal Sonic.
3: It's a good Metal Sonic. Here, go to YouTube. Look up Sonic CD like video. I don't know. You've seen this for sure. Have I? This is in like. They put this in every Sonic game. This is like the classic Sonic. Like, this is like. I've heard the song. This is to me, like, the idealized version of Sonic the Hedgehog. I've heard the song
2: before, sir. Why does he keep running into stuff? Cause
3: he just loves running. He just loves running. I, I think this animation is fucking incredible. It's really hard for me not to not just sing along, but I know that I'd like sync with the podcast badly. And you could sync it up if you wanted. I I will, but I'm not gonna like sync it up to me saying Sonic move, Sonic boom. No, no, no! He's saying Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom. It's literally called Sonic Boom. Well, that's because it's in the video game Sonic Boom.
2: This is from Sonic CD.
3: Yes, they put it on every single game disc because people love this. They might say Sonic Boom.
2: It's Sonic. The lyrics are Sonic Boom. I know. I I always thought they said Sonic Boom. The song is called Sonic Boom. I thought they. (laughs) I thought it was, (sighs) because of the concept of a sonic boom like when you
3: move too fast I, I thought they were saying sonic move cause he's gotta go faster oh phoenix down <laughs> shut the fuck up I, I when they did all those really cool sonic mania um animations I felt like they were um trying to evoke a lot of that and a lot of um like looney tunes shit which I think was a good I really like those sonic mania animations Camille says what's for breakfast um, I made some French toast,
1: French toast. pretty easy,
3: a- and eggs. And eggs. It's a pretty easy little meal. Um, last night I set out the um, I set out the brioche to dry on a rack, and then um, we had some heavy cream in the fridge, so um, it, I put I had a big four cup measuring cup. I just put all the heavy cream we had, which I think was like a cup and three quarters, maybe, because I just I wasn't going to use the heavy cream for anything else, so. Heavy cream in there, um, I think four egg yolks, um, um, a splash of that, of that Kraken rum, um, like two tablespoons of brown sugar, some cinnamon and some nutmeg, whisk that, let it sit overnight, and then, yeah, just this morning, threw some butter in the pan, fucking cooked it, that shit's good as shit. That cast iron, I'm so in love with that cast iron. I know. You sleep with it now. <laughs> I sleep with it by my bed. I sleep on like... the couch. <laughs> I sleep with it in my arms. I, I used to sleep with apples. For people who don't know, that's apples, the stuffed animal. Not like I'm just sleeping next to a, a bag yeah, of, apples. Full of
2: apples. <laughs> Kras says, what's your favorite sword? Um, probably the sword from Mutina. Lightsaber, right? Like...
3: Yeah. Pick your favorite lightsaber. I don't know. They're all the same. Um, probably when I start getting like tattoos of swords on my arm, I'm probably going to get the Utena sword somewhere right right next to where this lavender is. Sorry for clinking S- my just coffee slam- mug just on Just slam them.
2: that coffee mug into the <laughs> microphone.
3: <laughs> I clinked it. I tapped it. What are some it? cool swords? Um, Glam drink or Christ? Because I want to get... I think I've changed... I, I was originally going to do it on this left arm, but I think I've changed my mind. So, this month, I took four days off for my birthday, and I'm... I think I'm probably going to get, on my left hand, a tattoo of a butterfly. And I think, like, over the years, on my right arm, I want to just get more, like, tattoos of swords right around all the lavender. And so, like, I'm going to get the Utina Sword. I'm going to get a Keyblade. Um, I don't know which Keyblade I would get. I have to really think about this. The Kingdom Key is the obvious one. Um, That or, like, Oblivion and Oathbringer. Mm-hmm. Um but Oblivion and Oathbringer would be really intricate designs. <laughs> Somebody sent me um, cuz I'd never seen this cuz I'd only watched the the movie version that's on the on the HD collection. So I had never seen um the uh uh the keyblade that Sheon has when she's the final boss of 358. Mm-hmm. That's that thing is really fucking cool. Um Um so I don't know what a cool sword is. Sting. I love Sting. Um Endoral. What was it? I really wanted at, at one time I was literally going to go get um the Blade in the Dark from uh
4: uh Friends, Friends of the, the Table.
3: table. And like they kinda told me they couldn't do it because I was like looking at fan art and I like couldn't I was like indecisive and like I understand that if you're a tattoo artist, like having someone come up to you and be like, I kinda think I want like something like this and they don't really know what you're talking about, I understand that's probably frustrating, so. Uh cool swords. Cool swords. Um What are some anime you like? Anime always got cool swords in them. Death Note. Are there any cool swords in Van Helsing? No,
2: there's no swords in Van Helsing. Hmm. Why was that your pull?
3: I don't know. I'm just The other day, we were trying to pick a movie, and you were mad that I didn't want to watch a movie with swords no, in it. No,
2: I was mad that you didn't want to watch any movie I suggested. <laughs> you <laughs> only I
3: suggested 12 of them. Most of them didn't even have swords. You suggested 12 different Mid-2000s action movies, though. And that's... (laughs) Not all of them. (laughs) So you suggested the same movie 12 times. That's not true. (laughs) Uh...
2: What? Um, Favorite sword... I don't know.
3: What's your favorite lightsaber? I don't know. Is it Ahsoka's lightsabers? I don't know.
2: As I said a moment ago. Okay. Uh, I guess a spin saber. Mm -hmm. Yuko from Nichijou asks I'm sending you to the Mustafar system Is Is that that okay? okay? (laughs) (laughs) General Kenobi (laughs) I'm
3: sending you to the Mustafar system (laughs) I would really like not to go to Mustafar, it seems like a bad place I'm tired of
2: reading questions.
3: Uh, that's great. <laughs>
2: I'm tired of being the one who reads all the questions.
3: Okay, so now you... I, I will read the questions. I've you... read
2: six questions. The,
3: the vibe of you hosting this podcast has been totally off. What does hosting even mean? If all it means is you say the intro. You, well, you've just been, like, directing everything, and it's just, like, the, the energy is intense. Well, and keep up, <laughs> boomer. I've got a headache. We're doing questions so much earlier than I thought, and uh, the whole thing is. I mean, we're 40 minutes in. I know, I know. Next time I'm hosting. That's all I'm saying. Okay. (laughs) I never get to host podcasts, but okay. I love you. I'm sorry. You You hosted this episode and last episode. Did I host last episode? You did. You literally did. Roll the tapes. What's up,
2: internet? It's Export Audio episode 119?
4: We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.
3: (laughs) You hosted it, you edited it. I think I'm just a control freak. You are a control freak. You literally go to therapy about how much of a control freak you are. That's not what I go to therapy for. But it did come up. (laughs) It's come up a couple times. Mm, I love my little control freak. I'm very cute. That's so true. Now read the next question. Okay, Jo asks, "Please explain Mandalore to me. I'm losing my mind with the third season of Clone Wars. It's Nora? a planet. <laughs> What's the history of the planet? I don't and its know the people? history
2: of Mandalore.
3: <laughs> I don't know what the question is. Well, tell them about. Tell them about Mandalore. Uh,
2: it's a planet. There's people there." they used to be warriors and now they're like ah oh, what if we were pacifists instead and then some of them were like ah oh, we liked it better when we were warriors thanks we're going to take over the world
4: yeah
3: that's more or less it. it is yeah they were they were a warrior culture that went to war with the republic for a little while um long time ago long time ago but, galaxy far far away uh,
2: there's also like the view of pacifism in that is like very individualist pacifism, yeah, where like we can I never will... fight anyone,
3: yeah, it's not like pacifism as in we will not in, we will not join the war between um not just pacifism as as in we will not join the war between the separatists and the republic that's one thing, but it's also like if if I'm trying to escape from prison, I will not punch a guard. You know, because that would be violent and bad. Well,
2: the guy gets, like, a gun out, and he's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to betray your pacifism by attacking me? Or Obi-Wan, are you going to attack me and show Duchess Satine that you're violent and
4: uncool? Come on, then. Who will strike first and brand themselves a cold-blooded killer?
2: Anakin. What? He was gonna blow up the ship. And then Anakin walks up and stabs him. He's like, what? He had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy, that
3: moment's really fucking funny. <laughs> it's a good, like, emotional moment, and also it's funny as it? because <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> instantly, like... He's like a ro- like you know in a, in a movie where it's like oh I know how to defeat the robot give them a paradox to solve and then they, like their brains melt. Obi Wan Kenobi becomes that robot anytime <laughs> someone gives him a philosophical question of any kind, hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then Anakin Skywalker is like oh no I just stab it, I stab it, <laughs> Oh, it works. You train me to use a
2: sword. What do you want me to do? Yeah, I can flip over it. Does that help?
3: <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a very like neoliberal idea of like what pacifism is.
2: But also it's been a minute since I, lo- I saw Clone Wars that i would never watched past season two. So mm. most of the stuff I know, I just know from reading the wiki or, you know, seeing clips.
3: Uh, Jen asks. What sick decals would you put on your X-wing? But let's say decals. Sick decals is my Star Wars pilot see. <laughs> sick decals. What, what sick decals would you put on your X-wing?
2: Well, sort of like
3: um I would I would paint death stars on my wings even though I had not been on the Death oh, Star run. Two
2: death stars and then like between them like some kind of um like a Mon Calamari cruiser, some long Sort of like
4: <laughs> narrow. The <laughs> do,
3: is there the transitive property of kills? If I shoot down Wedge, no, no, do no. I get do no. I get to claim all his Tie Fighters and Death Stars? That's not and... how this works. <laughs> <laughs> Wedge gets
2: shot down. Like that's he's a pilot. I uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's been shot down
3: before. Can I put a titty lady on my X-wing? Yeah. Okay. There's like the the clones had that. The clones did have like titty ladies on their on their like.
2: On the on the drop ships. Yeah. Uh, not not shopping. But sh- not shopping. Images. Images. Uh. Laat is the is the name. There's the, the face one. Maybe I'm not just. I'm just not finding it. It's in the movie. The Clone Wars movie.
3: Mm. Wait, wait, scroll up. Was that like a sexy Padme that I just scroll? We just scrolled past? Where? Right yeah. there.
2: Uh, a sexy Padme uh, pinup
3: on a ship. Would.
2: Al- Anakin? <laughs> is, this, is this supposed to be on Anakin's ship?
3: Why last night's episode of the Clone Wars removed a joke about sexy Padme.
2: Okay, whatever. I'm going to look up Clone Wars movie lat. Let's see if that will get us what we want.
3: Nope. <laughs> huh? Okay. Yeah. yeah, they got like
2: a hot dog. That's Twilight an Asari. Player-y.
3: Oh <laughs> that's just an Asari. Um you excited for a new Mass Effect? Are you excited for me to fucking dick you? <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch that teaser trailer? For the new one? Yeah. Like two months ago? Was it from two months ago? It was from the Game Awards. Oh, it was from the Game Awards. I forgot about it and watched it yesterday. I was like, that looks dumb. Whatever. I
2: don't care about Mass Effect. We'll play it when it comes out, probably.
3: Um, Vigil asks, what are you eating? Uh, we've covered that. French toast. Pussy, what are you eating? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I'm not eating anything, but I have been drinking Propel lately. Electrolyte water beverage.
3: I don't, I don't know this person's name. I don't know who this is. At four whole moons. At four whole moons, who is a uh, Theodore Monk wouldn't get back, shouldn't come back into Yu Gi Oh on Twitter, <laughs> which I don't understand, but okay. Um, Asked best textured pop tart. I don't really go to pop tarts for a good texture experience. I really hate like the te- the texture of like the pastry there. I don't like it. It's fine. I like the flavor of Pop Tarts. The texture experience is pretty bad. Though.
2: When I was younger, I would just eat the chocolate fudge ones and leave all the rest behind. That's all I wanted.
3: We have been getting a lot of the um green apple and cinnamon ones, but like the they've got like the ones that are quote-unquote healthier for you or something. Um I've been getting those a lot lately. Is it? It's not the crisp apple. It's the simply one on the bottom left.
2: Simply, frosted orchard apple cinnamon.
3: Yeah, we've been getting those sometimes. Those are pretty good.
2: Here's some recipes for homemade pop tarts.
3: I bet those are a million times better than pop tarts, and also not worth it.
2: Not worth it because they won't be. They'll be softer, and you won't be able to like hold them and take them with you.
3: Yeah, the 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 appeal of the pop tart is definitely the portability. What are like
2: discontinued Pop Tarts? Tell me what the weird old Pop Tarts yeah. are. That we'll never see again. Watermelon. That sounds okay. Mint chocolate chip.
3: No, that sounds great. Mint sound that great. sounds great. No. Bad. Chocolate vanilla cream? I'm sure that's fine. Uh Ice. Terrible. Uh,
2: Strawberry cheese Danish.
3: (laughs) That's a lot. It's a a little excessive, but I do like a strawberry cheese Danish, so sure. Chocolate banana split. I think I had those when I was a kid sometimes. Not much, because my dad didn't want me having sugar. Guava Guava mango.
2: Yeah. I'm so fucking anime brained that I keep, when I'm at work, thinking, ah, mangoes. I keep reading it as mango instead of mango. <laughs>
3: Mongo, cool.
2: <laughs> dulce de leche.
3: I bet that's good.
2: Then also underneath it says toasted caramel.
3: I don't like caramel very much. It's just a flavor.
2: Is dulce de leche caramel?
3: No, dulce de leche is like a different thing. I don't know how to describe it very well, but I like it. Uh, Dutch apple? I bet that's good. I bet that's similar to the thing that we're getting now. Probably. French toast. Oh, no, this discontinued. I remember those.
2: Uh, lava berry explosion featuring Darth Vader. <laughs> that's dark.
3: <laughs> you throw dark, but you're in luck. So do Pop-Tarts. Not chocolate. I'm surprised they don't still make those.
2: Uh... Here's now we've already scrolled into another article. Pop tart yeah. flavors ranked worst to best.
3: Well, hit me with it. Chocolate, chocolate chip. chip. That's we, fine. We watched a whole One video about this at one point. The,
2: I don't know about pop tarts, but
3: I watched the someone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The,
2: the chocolate chip ones are fine. They're okay. I I don't know them.
3: Cookies of cream also fine. Vile. I hate them. Strawberry unfrosted looks really bad. I don't like I don't like artificial strawberry flavor very much. I don't my, like. St- I like eating a strawberry. I don't really like anything that's strawberry flavored, even if it's natural. My
2: aunt loves the unfrosted blueberry ones. That's her favorite.
3: I bet those are better. I like
2: wild berry. It's so so low yeah. down. I
3: feel like people love wild berry. I don't. I
2: always wanted it because it looks cool. But it's not the coolest, coolest look, but yeah. I never I liked it as I a kid because I didn't like it. fruit until I was like an adult. Okay.
3: I liked apples, but like... strawberry milkshake. That sounds vile. <laughs>
2: Sounds fine.
3: That sounds disgusting.
2: <laughs> Chocolate fudge. That's the best one. That's the
3: classic. That's the one I the had all the time as a kid.
2: Frosted confetti cupcake.
3: I bet that's not as good as the.
2: That seems like just sugar. I don't know what the flavor is supposed to be.
3: Yeah. Frosted pumpkin pie. I bet that's all right. If I do like pumpkin. The sprinkles don't do a lot for a me. Hot there. fudge sundae. That's another, like, classic one. These,
2: these are the ones where it's like, oh, you really didn't put much, like, icing on the top. Yeah. You just did one little little brush of jizz on there and left <laughs> it at that. <laughs> uh, chocolate peanut butter. No, thank you. No. Cinnamon roll Pop-Tarts. I bet those oh, are good. thank you. I bet those are good. Brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts, I also bet those known are good. as uh, what Granny has because she doesn't eat the chocolate ones. So you get the brown sugar cinnamon and you'll like it.
3: I I bet I would like half of one of those a lot, and then I would, like, get really tired of it before I even got to the second one. S'mores. I hate them.
2: They're uh, fine. Blueberry. Green. Yep. It's,
3: it's blueberry Pop-Tart. What do you want? Strawberry. Pretty good. Cherry? Why is cherry so high? Cherry, people say this about grape flavor, cherry flavor often tastes like medicine to me. Yeah. Yeah, I I like a cherry mocha when we have that at work every now and then. Uh, sometimes we bring it back for Valentine's Day. Sometimes we don't. I like a cherry mocha, but other than that, not not great, not great. And we keep scrolling
2: to the untold truth of Pop Tarts. Another new article: Toast and pop ups.
3: Um, they are kid des- kid tested and dad approved. What does that mean? I don't know. Their name, oh, it's inspired by Andy Warhol, which I never got before. That's dumb. Um, Created a whole new use for toasters. Have a consumer. Yeah, I, I, I don't toast. I've
2: never heated a Pop-Tart.
3: I have. I don't often.
2: This, this is where I'm most likely eating a Pop-Tart. Is that what from a vending machine? machine?
3: Yeah. Um. Uh, oh, A&W Root Beer Pop-Tarts. I'll give oh. oh, that a shot. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Why do you get two in one?
2: The machines packaging the Pop-Tarts are expensive. What does that mean? Because they're they cut costs in half by doubling up on Pop-Tarts in a single package. Ah. Uh. Even though
3: on the... uh, Serving size is one Pop-Tart. Yeah, I can really only eat one Pop-Tart. I always feel weird. I'm like, I have to eat the second Pop-Tart, but I don't want to. You should never put cheese on Pop-Tarts? No shit! What? While you shouldn't leave a Pop-Tart unattended in the toaster, it's also a good idea not to top it with cheese. Of course... Not all college kids understand simple concepts like this. According to BuzzFeed, Iowa State University student Chris Jorgensen experienced the consequences firsthand when he thought it comical to eat a Pop-Tart with cheese. Like many millennials, he took to social media to post the joke. His post included a picture of American cheese between the two Pop-Tarts and a caption saying, You ain't from Iowa if you've never had one of these. No, not everyone found it funny as the tweet went viral. Jorgensen faced some angry responses and was heavily mocked on social media. He was even mocked by the Iowa State University Police Department. If you shouldn't put cheese on a Pop-Tart, why? what should you put it on? Apple pie, a grilled cheese sandwich, or even a hamburger? Hold up. People do put cheese on apple pie. People put cheese on apple pie? Yeah. This is Disgusting. Anyone who does this... It traces back to England. They don't know how to eat over there, apparently. <laughs> That's... Oh, this is disgusting. I hate this. Oh, I hate this. Oh, it's actually making me sick to look at. We need to get I out mean, of this Ice town. cream is kind of like cheese. What? <laughs> We've scrolled down now to a picture of two Pop Tarts sliced in half with tomatoes and lettuce between them. So, like a Pop Tart lettuce tomato sandwich. A PLT, um, if you will. This is now just recapping um, people's posts on people's Twitter. posts about Pop Tarts. Now we've got foreigners <laughs> don't understand Pop Tarts. There are a bunch of American foods out there that foreigners just don't seem to understand. Corn dogs, biscuits and gravy, chicken and waffles, and you guessed it, Pop-Tarts. Okay, I can understand if you're a moron posting, oh, foreigners don't understand corn dogs. People understand biscuits and gravy. Are you kidding me? It's a bread and a... (laughs) There are plenty of brands of
2: food, of, like, junk food that I don't know about. That doesn't mean I don't understand what a Pop-Tart is. Yeah. Like, will you give me any fucking junk food from, like, Australia. Like, I'll understand it.
3: Yeah, people understand what chicken and waffles is. You like chicken and you like waffles, you eat them together. It's not fucking complicated. Corn dog. These deliciously sweet pastries have become an iconic American breakfast junk food or are now completely lost on foreigners. Some consider it revolting, while others don't understand how it's considered to be a breakfast item. One Reddit user had trouble grasping the concept... I'm American and I don't really understand why it's a breakfast item. Me neither. One Reddit user had trouble grasping the concept of the Pop-Tart itself. It appears the user found them vulgar and couldn't understand America's fondness for the cake-like candy. As Americans, we do too... We do tend to enjoy some sweet breakfasts like donuts, muffins, and sugary cereals. A breakfast guilty pleasure of the Pop-Tart is one quick fix that has been too yummy to pass up since it first hit the scene. It's okay, Pop-Tarts. They don't understand you, but that just means there's more for us. What? That's just racist.
2: (laughs) (sighs) What do you... Okay. Question. Yeah. What is a non-sweet breakfast meal?
3: Um, I mean eggs, biscuits and gravy, hash browns. Well,
2: oh, I guess some people eat salty biscuits. Yeah. I'm so used to the specifically the biscuits from Dallas that I eat from Barbex. They're really fucking good. I've been thinking about
3: making some biscuits from scratch. You should make these. It's hard to find... Recipes for biscuits online, just because people get so fucking persnickety about the way that you make biscuits, like, people get, because there's, like, a couple different ways, and people get so fucking defensive.
2: I miss these biscuits so much, dude. These look like good biscuits. They don't feel like, you know, like a Pillsbury biscuit. It feels like a totally different bread.
3: Yeah, it looks like a, it looks more like a bread than, like, a fluffy. Yeah. Look
2: at this. I don't know what that is, but I want it. (laughs) From the Unita Biscuit White Rock Lake Barbex, East Dallas It's great It's my favorite restaurant in the world Is that my granddad? It's not my granddad
3: (laughs) It's just a man in a cowboy hat Reading a newspaper He looks like everybody's granddad Next question (sighs) From Ryan do you want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to give me death sticks. <laughs> I don't want to give you death sticks.
2: You want to go home and edit your podcast.
3: I want to go home and edit my podcast.
2: I want to go home and rethink my wife.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's all the questions. That's all the questions. Nobody even liked, con- replied, retweeted, didn't even see me quote-tweeting you. Uh-huh. Nobody interacted with my content at all.
3: <laughs> I'm really sorry that you didn't get the engagement that you wanted.
2: I got the one engagement that I wanted, but not the other engagement that I wanted.
3: <laughs> What's the one engagement you wanted? You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cute. Mm-hmm. I'm charming and hot. It's so true. Um Sorry, we're reading a tweet from Yuko from Nietzsche Joe. Um
2: I'm also thinking about
3: the Mystic Eyes of Death Perception. I'm always thinking about the Mystic Eyes of Death Perception. Um I read because you pulled up a picture of Brandon Sanderson with a bridge four mask. I uh reread Way of Kings and Words of Radiance. You know what? Those books are really fucking good. I've heard this. Um I might so I started on Shadow of the Wind, which Juo recommended a little while back. Um. <laughs> you just clicked a tweet of M posting a picture of uh Callie and Kiara sleeping together. That's um
2: cute. they have a big bed.
3: Not like a not like a sex thing, just a um you know, them sleeping next to each other. Um anyway, um
2: I think you had to specify that it wasn't a sex thing.
3: <laughs> I don't know. People can't see tweets. You're just scrolling through Twitter. I'll try to talk. Um, Wait, 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 wait. There's an official... Yeah. No. No.
2: Magpie Games is making an Avatar Last Airbender tabletop. It's PBTA? Probably? Question mark? Why? Because why? Magpie only does PBTA?
3: No, I just mean why at everything here. Yeah, I don't know. Ugh, I hate this.
2: And it's got like press release shit from both Magpie and Nickelodeon in here. I hate this. Oh, what does it say here? Um, Magpie's commitment to supporting diverse content from diverse creators has uh, made them the right choice to bring the world of Avatar to tabletop role-playing games.
4: I don't want to die.
2: You know what? What those cartoons are about is diversity. Diversity. That's why uh, there. You know, none of no. There are no like Asian characters voiced by white people or anything.
3: Yeah, that would be ridiculous to have Asian characters re- voiced by white people all throughout that series.
2: Yeah, just as one example.
3: Just as one example.
2: What no materialism does to it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um. Anyway, I reread those books and I like Words of Radiance a lot better than I remember liking Words of Radiance. Last time I <laughs> You now clicked on a picture of Agent 47 throwing a Dr. Pep at you. <laughs> um <laughs> I <laughs> I remember not liking Words of Radiance as much as I like Way of Kings, and I've totally flipped on that now. I really like Words of Radiance. Way of Kings is too fucking slow. Uh, I still really like Way of Kings, obviously. It's one of my favorite books ever. Words of Kings. Blah, 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 blah. But I'm, I'm gonna move on to Oathbringer. I'm reading Shadow of the Wind first, which is a very good, like, kind of like noir, like, book, almost. What is it, it? Shadow of the Wind. Um, It's by Carlos uh, Ruiz Safon, um, who just died last year of, like, cancer, it sounds like. Um... But, um, it's a really good, it's about this, like, the book starts when he's 10, and where I'm at, about 15% into the book, according to my audiobook player, um, he's now, like, I think 17, maybe, and, um, he's just, like, he's living in, like, you know, post-Civil War, fascist Spain, and just, like... Living his life, um, and there's, like, some kind of, like, you know, there hasn't been anything supernatural, but there's been stuff that, like, feels, like, not out of, like, real reality, even though most of it seems in, like, just normal reality, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And he's just, like, 10, and he's walking around, like, smoking my cigarette and thinking about... All the, all the forgotten loves and and the women who never, you know, we, it just never hap- worked out. And it's, you know, it's really hard life being 15 and, you know, um, seeing my girlfriend get fucked by her music teacher or something. <laughs> um. I don't know. It's very funny. He's like a he's like living in a noir detective novel, and no one around him is except for one other character who's here from like a like a Lovecraft uh, detective novel. <laughs> it's a weird book. I like it a lot, though. Like uh, I say, I'm not very far in. I've been reading Aragon. How, how have you like, been liking Aragon? It's wild. Yeah, I do like it still.
2: Uh, it's way more libertarian than I remember. Oh yeah. There's lots of speeches about personal freedom. And, like, Aragon needs to find a way to, like, maintain his personal freedom as, like, a powerful person. And not be subjected to, like, the wishes of kings and rulers. Mm-hmm. He has to figure out, what do you want? Everyone here wants you to do something and be something. But what do you want? You're the one with the power. I'm mm-hmm. um, so he, like... The the Shade of Durza is like, what's your true name? Like, mm-hmm. in the ancient language. And he makes one up to try and scare him. Mm-hmm. He calls himself the Death of Shadows mm-hmm. in the ancient language. Then, at the end of this book, he's going to kill Durza, who is a Shade. And then for the rest of the series, he's going to be known as Aragorn Shadeslayer, mm-hmm. which
3: is the Death of Shadows. Like... <laughs> it, that is that. <laughs> um... One quick thing about Shadow of the Wind that you just reminded me of is... I like this book a lot. This is not a criticism, necessarily. It's just different from every other fucking book I read. It's weird that this book is taking place in, like, fascist Spain, but there are no obvious politics to the book. Like, they meet, like, guys who support the fascist regime, and those are obviously bad guys, but, like, it's not like... It's not like any of, like, the protagonists are, like, the anarchists or the communists living in Spain at that time. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, yeah, the fascists are bad, but there's no other politics to it. I'm... That might change. I'm very early on. It's just interesting because it's, like, such a contrast to every other fucking book I read. It's like... Let me, like, explain, you know... This book is weird because, like, Murtag in one
2: part is like, oh, you know... Galbatorix could get away with whatever he wanted. Like, he has complete power and he could use propaganda to, like, slide into even more harder fascism mm-hmm. and, like, be able to do whatever he wants. And then later on, Murtag says, well, the system is sound, but Galbatorix is crazy. Mm-hmm. He's gone mad because his dragon died.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so this seems pretty inconsistent, but I do know that, like, the next book is going to have a whole side plot about the economics of the revolution Mm -hmm. about like using magic to create lace to sell lace, because that's something that doesn't take a lot of energy to do. It just takes a lot of time. So you can do it with magic and it doesn't cost you that much energy.
3: It seems like, um, it seems like Palini really fashions himself after a, um, a Sanderson type who's, like, really concerned with, like, the real, quote-unquote, like, real implications of, um like, a magic world. But he doesn't seem that good at it in the it's way It's not a
2: magic world, though. Mm-hmm. Because, like, very few people can use magic.
4: hmm
3: And that's not, like, a concern for most people. Mm-hmm.
2: But, like, people know of it.
3: Yeah. But there's just, like it seems like people, like he's trying to write in the economics and the, like, oh, well, you know, power is just the perception of power sort of stuff that, like, Sanderson or, um... I, I imagine that a lot of this comes from, um... I imagine that a lot of people are getting this from Tolkien. I don't actually know. Um... But, like...
2: Like... There's an interview in the back of this ebook with him, and he's like, The question here was, uh, Do you have any writing advice for fantasy writers? And he's like, Oh, my best advice is to make it as realistic as possible. Where does the food come from? What's the history of the culture you're inventing? Do dwarves have lavatories? How is your imaginary religion seeped into everyday life? Uh, th- which is funny because. He doesn't really touch on any of that kind of shit. Well, I mean, like, the thing is that, like,
3: he was 20 when he wrote this book. He was 20 when it was published. And so, like, no shade to 20-year-olds, obviously. But, like, I don't know. When I was 20, I just didn't understand a lot of those things, you know? I also don't know when this
2: uh, interview happened.
3: I'm, I'm 25, or I'm about to be 25 this month, and I don't understand a lot of these things. You know, I'm starting to. I just, like, in the last year or two, started to get an understanding of, like, you know, how the world works. But I just think, like, when you're young, like, you can make gestures at those things, but, like, you can't, you can't really know a lot of these concerns until you just started living in the world for a little longer. And it's not a fa- matter of, ah, oh, he hasn't read all the right books. It's like, no, you just get older and you start to understand more things.
2: Your age now is when Brissinger came out.
3: Jesus Christ, I
2: think, I think that's right. Jesus, when Brissinger came out, and Christopher Pellini was the age you are now. I think,
3: oh, just two thousand eight. And so, yeah, I just think I think I just think that there's like a limit to how much of this like. Real world like culture shit you can put in when you are just like a younger person who, it's like he talks has about... less experience with how cultures impact people's lives,
2: and he talks about like religion mm-hmm. a little bit, but it comes up more later. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. So from what I remember, there's like, oh, these people are all atheists because they're cool. Yeah, but then like. I think there's a god in the, in the book. I think he meets a god. At some point. It's weird. It, it he, seems weird. He also is like, oh, it should be realistic. And then it's like, ah, oh, yes, we're camping in the
3: wilderness. I shall make stew. Uh-huh. It's like a quick meal. Right. That's the other thing is like. <laughs> you You were playing for me like a little chapter and I was like. He clearly, like, his mom did all the cooking in the house because he does not understand, like, how food is produced. <laughs> and, like, yeah. It's, it, that's, like, one it's, of those things, like, you know, when you're 20 and maybe you've been living at home your whole life, you haven't had to cook much for yourself, and so you don't know that, like, food is more than just putting beef and salt in water. <laughs> I mean, they're traveling, but, like, you could just... There's plenty of other things. They, like...
2: Eat the they hunt for their food a lot of the time.
3: You're traveling. You might see some mushrooms on your on your trip, or you know, you might steal some carrots. He
2: specifically gets to town and he's like, "Oh wow, it's been so long since I ate anything but meat. I'm so happy to have these fruits and cheeses and breads."
3: It's like there are vegetables out in the wilderness, you know, and berries and mushrooms, you know, and like you know dried fruits. Yeah, I don't know. I don't
2: I'm not a history medieval travels road trip. Yeah, you you can bring Guys. food with you. Hardtack. Yeah, that's that's something, right? Sure, I don't know. You know hardtack?
3: I don't know what uh, what hardtack is, but sure.
2: Hardtack. Oh yeah. It's a biscuit or cracker made from flour, water, and sometimes salt. Inexpensive and long-lasting.
3: It's not. Yeah, it's not unreasonable to think that, like, before they left, they would buy some bread in town, and at least for like a couple days, have bread. You know, I understand that they're doing like a lot of traveling.
2: Well, they're doing a lot of traveling very quickly, though.
3: Yeah, and so like, um, it's not unreasonable to think that they would just purchase some bread. Before they left town,
2: <laughs> like you know, <laughs> salt pork and hardtack seemed. I'm just looking at Wikipedia right now. Yeah, like I don't know. It's just funny because he's he talks about it being needing to be like, oh, you should make it as realistic as possible, and then like the the gaps in what he like knows about are very obvious in that
3: because uh, like okay, he'll tell you about saddles all the time, but how did you prepare yourself to become a novelist? I'm just going to read this and then we'll comment on it. I read everything about writing I could get my hands on, specifically the Writer's Handbook, which is published each year and has wonderful essays on the craft by various authors and story by Robert McKee. Story is actually what taught me to, and uh, oh, story is another book by Robert McKee. The, The way that the sentence was, the commas were confused me. Story is actually...
2: you wouldn't have had a problem.
3: Yeah. Story is actually what taught me how to plot a novel. It's, authors... it's written for screenwriters, but the principles are universal. Another valuable look was Orson Scott Card's Character and Viewpoint. It answers all those tricky questions like, am I really in a limited third-person point of view here, or is it an omniscient point of view? My technical knowledge, that is, the ability to express myself clearly in words, was mainly a result of the year of editing my... ...on my book. Great editing, even good editing, can teach you more about writing than anything else. That is, if you have the stomach to see your precious work, which you've been up till 3am polishing and covering in a sea of red ink. Covered in a sea of red ink. The trick, though, is finding an editor who knows the craft intimately, is acquainted with your genre, and has fallen in love with your work. Sometimes a family member can do it. Other times you may have to hire a professional... In my case, I was lucky enough to have parents who were both interested and qualified in editing Aragon. They put a huge amount of work into the manuscript. It's all we worked on for most of 2001. A personal comment here. If a reader has fallen in love with a work, often they won't edit well. One of my best editors actually disliked the manuscript. Also, most family members will, of writers will do poor editing. Again, my experience was an exception. So, Jackson! Oh. The true mark of an accomplished writer is that he or she isn't afraid of write- rewriting something, if it's bad. Sorry, I have trouble reading out loud. No matter how many mm-hmm. times it takes to reach an to reach adequate perfection. Mm-hmm. So Jackson has talked more about this because of personal experience, but, uh, like, if I think learning how to write from things like the are selling you, like, you can learn how to write, like, mm-hmm. like the writer's handbook and story and um, character and viewpoint seems really bad. <laughs> I don't trust writing advice. I, writing advice, the, the, like, specifically because, like, we live in a capitalist culture, like, writing advice is very much about, like, here is, like, the formula that you can plug ideas into and get narratives out of you know um it's a whole industry about
2: selling the identity of a writer and selling how-tos and selling advice and
3: so that you hashtag m writing yeah this is some really intense am writing shit screenwriting specifically is plagued by this i briefly wanted to be a screenwriter and i read film crit's hulk film crit hulk's book on screenwriting And, like, it filled my head with, like, all these terrible ideas that made it so I didn't know how to write stories anymore. You know? (laughs) Like, I thought I knew how to write stories, and I can't get any of it out of my head now. And so now I just, like, really struggle with writing stories. I also don't want to write stories anymore, but...
2: That's not necessarily true. What do you mean? We've talked about writing stories. We've talked about writing stories. Uh... The difference is that... Writing advice as a universal thing is useless. Mm -hmm. Having somebody edit your thing and, like, read your thing specific to what you're making Mm -hmm. is useful. Yes. That's not writing advice because writing advice is just general, like, for anyone. Like, it has to be specifically about from somebody who's read what you're writing and do like about what you're writing
3: in order for it to be worth anything. Well, like the thing is that like a lot of writing advice, like the stuff that he's talking about here, sells this sort of universal process mm-hmm. and every writer who I've ever like listened to what they've had to say talks about having a very personal process like, "Oh, I write by going to a cafe and like outlining everything whereas you know other people are like no 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 i just you know write down in my notebook every time i get an idea and then i sit down and i like flesh it out and other people are like i don't outline anything like
2: other people are like i stare at a blink screen and cry for three hours
3: yeah um and like it's just like it. it it's just that um the process is the writing you know like mm-hmm. Writing is the process of writing, and you can't tell someone what their process is going to be, so you can't actually give anyone writing advice. You can only you can only ever see the finished product and, like, go from there. But getting started on writing is the hardest part, and that's what all of these things are trying to sell you, is this myth that if you just follow my process, you will be but good. But not
2: ext- too much that you become an author so we can sell you another one later.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is trying to sell you this myth that if you just read this book, it will be easy to get over that initial hump of starting.
2: Like I saw this thing recently that was like, "Oh, we'll make make a little community for getting back into writing after the like with all the pandemic going on. Let's let's hang out and we'll do some stuff." And they like, click it because oh, maybe this is like a Discord or something. No, it's a workshop that you pay forty dollars to do. <laughs> this is the other
3: thing is that like the the ability to write is a privilege oftentimes Mm -hmm. um just like i don't know i often can't write because i have to you know work 40 hours a week at a like draining physical job standing on my feet and then i have to work a second job of um podcasting so that i just don't have time to write very much
2: Mm -hmm. or if you have time do you have the energy
3: yeah, yeah. don't. yeah, that's the other thing is I don't often have the energy to write. Um I don't know. How many stories have you heard of people being like I I saved up and I quit my day job for and I gave myself one year and if I could get published in one year I would uh or something, you know? Like that's the Stephen King story, that's the JK Rowling story to some extent. I don't know. There's a lot of myth-making about writing. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's literally just making shit up. It's not that deep.
3: Yeah. No, no. actually, <laughs> listening to Jackson and M's podcasts for so long has helped me like feel more confident that I could write something if I really wanted to. Because they're just like, like, they'll just have an idea, and they're like, oh, what if this happens after that happens? hmm And that's all there is to it, is you just come up with an idea, and you're like, what if that happens next? Oh, that would be sick. Yeah, and then sometimes you need to come up with some connective tissue, and like, oh, I had an idea, but it feels like something should happen between those two things.
2: <laughs> Maybe there's a scene of him picking up the sword before he uses it. Oh.
3: Uh. Anyway. Anyway. That's probably a podcast.
2: Probably. Uh we've got some more questions here uh in this interview with
3: panlini i'm not reading this I just wanted i you clicked on that page with the writing advice and it gave me a thought
2: How do you build empathy for
3: your characters Wait 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 go back one page one page wait
2: no here's here's fantasy specific advice avoid anachronisms
3: yeah this is this is the question that becomes the question you were reading from earlier. My best advice, yeah, yeah, go go back two pages though. Um, what is the process you use to name your characters? Just gonna read this first sentence. I took a generous helping of Norse, Danish, Celtic, Russian, and even Hispanic names. Dump them into a blender and hit frappe. Then I just use whatever
2: interesting words get spit out, or I invent them outright. I, and
3: even Hispanic names is generalized. Um, Trying
2: to stay with old mythic names. Such as Hrothgar from Beowulf, Utgard, a Norse giant, and inventive variants like Trondheim.
3: (laughs) Most of my names are made up though. Aragon is Dragon with one letter changed, or Era gone. Saphira is a delightful play on sapphire that my mom invented, and the little town, Yazwak is really <laughs> An anagram for yakuza, the Japanese mafia. First of he all, he spelled not, it wrong. He spelled it wrong.
2: Also, Yazooak is the town with the big mound of bodies with a spear with a dead baby on it. <laughs> That's like a big, like image from the first part of the book, because ergols, which are the orcs. So can I confess something? Yeah.
3: I, I always knew that Arakan was dragon with one letter changed. I, I, I Son of a bitch. I'd missed out on Era gone. I thought you were going to say, I didn't realize Sephira <laughs> was sapphire. No, no, I knew Sephira was sapphire. Uh. You changed one letter, dude. <laughs> and Yazuak, Yazuak is an anagram in the sense that you switched those spots for two letters. Mm, he, yeah, switched he switched the Z and the C, and that was. But it. what C? There's no C in Yakuza. I know, but he has a C in Yakuza. He d- he's because an idiot. Because he reserves K's for more guttural sounding names. Yeah. Like the call. Anyway, I have work in about an hour and a little bit over, so we should probably wrap it up.
2: I want to leave you with this. Mm hmm. Do you write with an overall theme in mind? To which he says, I had more of a feeling rather than a theme. <laughs> For me, great stories have the power to transform lives through the strength of their vision. I can't count the number of times I've reached the end of a book or a movie and felt a cold tingle worm its way through my body because I That's know a boner. <laughs> that what I've experienced was great. Not good, but great. With Aragon, it was my goal to capture that sense of awe and wonder. So when a reader, reader finishes the last scene, the last page, and closes the book, they'll just go, wow, everything I did in Aragon was designed to evoke that reaction in the end. No thoughts, head empty. No you themes, could, book empty. Where could people find you online? That is what I did when I finished Eldest, though. <laughs> like, in my bed, I remember it, because I was like, oh my god, revelations. At twitter.com slash neither nor all. Any podcasts to plug? Journal went up. Yeah. It's the second best game dot club. Uh, listen to us talk about Pyre. And the Banner, the Banner Saga. Banner Saga is more recent. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb bitch. The Banner Saga. <laughs> that tweet was liked by at the Banner Saga. So. <sighs>
3: You find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. Later today I'm gonna to be recording uh our episode of And then an Aeroplane, um about the tale of Princess Kakia, which people sent in a lot of emails about. It was very exciting. I'm very happy. So So yeah, that that does it. Uh he
2: also says that he doesn't put things in his book that he doesn't like, which is obvious. But he says, uh, there are plenty of word and sentence choices in Aragon that I do regret, and I hope to to be better in Eldest. I think that's just because he wrote the word queer one time. I can't imagine what else this guy would have, like, regretted saying in Aragon. Because he doesn't stop using the word savage. I don't think. (sighs) He does make the Urgles into characters later on. Hmm. But as of this book, they are very much just, like, enemies. Like, Aragon has no qualms about killing his first Urgles. Mm -hmm. He hesitates a lot before killing people, like humans. Yeah. But later on, like, Urgle characters are introduced, and they have names, and, like, Aragon has to, like, has to get a crash course in Urgle culture and, like, introduce Urgles to the world as, like, a faction that everyone just has to... Live with being like another nation in the world.
4: Mm.
2: Anyway, Dunno. seems bad. Seems bad. But he was like, "Oh well, you know, I should do. So. I should make these characters at least." And they're still like orcs. They're mm-hmm. still like honor, honor-bound, like tribal, muscular guys with gray Great. skin, Great. and horns. But he's like, ah, I will at least give them, like, names and a culture,
3: a honor. S- or two. I'm so excited to read uh, uh, Aragon Rhythm of War.
2: Are you excited to read Aragon?
3: There's just a twist at the end of Oathbringer, and I'm like, ah, I wonder how that's going to go. Uh, yeah. Listen. Book 5, Moash Redemption arc, let's go. <laughs> book 4, yeah. Moash Redemption. No, I feel like if there was a Book 4, Moash Redemption that arc... That would be too soon. Well, no, I just feel like if there was a book four Moash Redemption arc, not everybody would be joking about a book five Moash Redemption arc all the time. (laughs) That wouldn't be the (laughs) meme. Moash invented uh, class consciousness. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. We're ending (sighs) this.